Hello everybody, welcome back to the UCFB Football Podcast. Uh, this is the second episode and today we're going to be going through the results of all of the football teams from last week. Um, our performances, tactics, goal scorers, man of the matches and tactical setups. We also have our very first guests on the podcast. The Wembley mob will be joining us later on. So, welcome Dylan. How did the thirds get on in their first game of the season? Uh, it's good to be here. So the thirds uh, started off strong with a four-three-three formation. Um, it, it was a big start. Eleven goals, five goal scorers. Uh, Phil Jones and Ben Daly both got one each. Sam Donashi got two, and then star players uh, Jude Harding and Seamus Drake uh, got four and three respectively. It was a good start, um, considering last year the UCFB third team were the only um, Wembley team that didn't win the league. So this year they started strong, eleven-one win. They sent out a message. Yeah, the only goal they conceded was actually a penalty, which was unfortunate. But yeah, they were, they, were, they ran circles around the other team. Oh, wow, so a, a really big statement, match day one of the of the season. And, and like you say, they're coming out all guns blazing, trying to trying to claim a, a league title with, after the disappointment last year of not um, not winning it. How did the uh, seconds get on, Connor? Um, not, not as well as the thirds, but still not bad by any stretch. 9-1 uh, win for us. Got outshone by the thirds in the game before. Struggled to follow them. Uh, we had uh, the gaffer, Dwayne, scored two. Uh, Starman Taylor Warden got three. And Sam Mercer and Sebaroff got one each. And May Mowney got two in a good performance off of the bench. So Starman Taylor Warden got a hat-trick. How, d- how did he perform? Oh, it was phenomenal down the left. I think that was how uh, Dwayne set up his squad because right from the get-go, he was just a nuisance. They were putting balls over the top to him and the centre-back was getting nowhere near him. Um, just... It's like watching Usain Bolt down that left that left wing. Absolutely awesome. I think he also got three assists as well, as well as his three goals. An all-round performance from Mr Warden. So, obviously, a great start to the campaign for both of you guys. How, how, what were your opinions of the opposition? Did, was they what you expected in terms of organisation, in terms of their ability, or was it just uh, uh, they were just blown away? Uh, so, the thirds played uh, new books, and I think it, it was like a... It's like a Premier League team against a Sunday League team. They just ran circles around them. It was. It looked easy. Yeah, it it was. Six goals in the first half. You know, like seven goals from the front three. They got. They got really big potential now. It's going to be great to see them in the upcoming games. And that might, even if say uh, Bucks New Uni are the worst team in the division, starting off with that eleven-one win must be great for confidence and and team morale. Yeah, it's a nice boost. You know, if they lost, they'd be like thinking about the game for like the next week. You know, the, the games are once a week. They're going to be thinking about it. But like, starting off with an eleven-one win, their confidence is going to be massive going into the next game. Uh, for me, I think they in the first half we were only we were winning two 0 up at half time, so it was quite a close game. Like a very physical side. Uh, it was about what I was expecting, to be fair, because obviously last season UCFB were three or four steps above the opposition in the league. And I feel like we've got a bit of a weaker side this year just with the new players. So I wasn't expecting a route, which to be fair is what it ended up in the end. I think we came out in the second half and just completely played them off the pitch. They couldn't touch us in midfield. So yeah, just um, whatever Dwayne said at half-time clearly worked because we ended the game 9-1. Another six goals in the second half, seven goals. My mistake. It would have been nice if uh, those good fortunes could have been shared for the the men's first and the and the women's academy, but yeah. unfortunately it wasn't to be. To, uh, both games away from home. Yeah, so um, Marley, tell us about uh, 
the men's first team? So the first team, we travelled away to Hertfordshire after such a sort of iconic performance there last year in the Cup. Everyone was really up for it, especially the boys on the bus. And there was a real excitement around the ground, um, good spirits. But when the game started, UCFB just immediately were shown the sort of level that they're, they're going to be facing in the division this year. Hertfordshire were really great on the ball. They're very organised off it, very physical side. Um, and yeah, it, it was just a case of the better team won on the day. Um, there was a, some very promising signs with the UCFB first team. Up The, the up, fr- up front trio of uh, Norman, Waite and Delalo had some good link up, but... In all honesty, they just couldn't get on the ball for long enough or in long enough spells to have any real impact on the game. Um, some of the positives, like you were saying with Dwayne's halftime talk uh, for the seconds, was that um, the gaffer did manage to get at some sort of a response out of the players at halftime, going in 3-1 down. Um, and the subs, substitutions he did seem to make seemed to have a positive impact. Um so the second half performance was a lot better than the first, but it definitely wasn't the, the start to the, the campaign that anyone would have dreamed for. Um, but how did the women's get on, Sean? Well, I mean, it's much of the same. I mean, it wasn't a bad performance by any means. Um, it just felt like um, they really couldn't get the final pass right. The build-up play was decent, but it was just that final ball into the strikers just wasn't wasn't there, unfortunately. Um, they set up with a three at the back, which is the first time I've seen them do that. Um and there were a lot of new faces in the squad. A lot of the girls hadn't actually met each other yet, let alone pl- trained together or played together. So I think that weighed into it a little bit. Um, they pulled they pulled a goal back just before half time, so they went in level at one one. Um, but then straight away in the second half, it was less than sixty seconds into the second half, it was the second goal for Chichester. So um, from then on, it sort of felt like they were they were chasing the game. Um, switched to a back four in the second half. Um, but to no avail, they, again, they just couldn't get that last pass right. So very, very mixed sort of results for game week one, um, with obviously the first and the women's both come into not not necessarily shock defeats, but a rare defeat for both sides. And the thirds and the seconds obviously both going into a storming lead in both of their league campaigns. I think um, a big help for us, just a quick shout out to the rugby boys that came down and watched the thirds and the seconds. I think that was a massive help and a massive uplift for the two home teams on opening day because they were just phenomenal all game, to be honest. Just You couldn't hear players talking to each other because they were that loud. So, yeah, big well, shout out. Yeah, obviously I was in Hertfordshire. I didn't actually go to the game at Silver Jubilee Park, but seeing on, on the socials and, and seeing some of the videos from you, Connor, and... Some of some of they they absolutely tortured the 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 opposition with with chants and stuff like that. So I imagine it looked like a really good atmosphere down there, and hopefully long may it continue with students coming down to Silver Jubilee Park. Um, after the Hertfordshire game, I was actually talking to our manager, and he was saying that you know he wants fans down there. He wants to create an atmosphere that that away fans uh, that away teams aren't gonna want to come to and play to, and I think over the years. That has been a strength of of UCFB. That that is their home form. So, as much as it's disappointing that the first and the women's have lost their first two games, their first games of the season, um, at least now this week we're back at home, and we can try and get our home form going. Try and 
start making the home home ground a bit of a fortress and then use that to build on our away form and hopefully work our way back up the table. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so the, the Women's Academy last season were playing at Rectory Park as their home ground. Um, so we've it felt slightly disjointed because obviously all the other UCFB teams played at Silver Jubilee Park. Um, this season, we're going to be there with the rest of you. So um, hopefully some of the some of the crowds that will stick around for the first, seconds, thirds, they'll, um, they'll stick around to watch the, the, the Women's Academy play as well. Well, yeah, that's the thing as well. If you've got players that have been playing... At one o'clock, they can then stay around for the three o'clock kickoff and make some noise. Or if you've got players that are co- people that are coming to watch one game, they can stay for both. And I'd just uh, also like to plug the fact that there is a bar at Hendon that just as a bit of incentive to come down and watch the lads and the girls play, which doesn't get advertised enough in my opinion. Yeah, going down having a drink, and uh, well, the rugby boys definitely enjoyed that last weekend, didn't yeah, they? Took and, full advantage of that. And they they managed to create a quite an intimidating atmosphere, which is. Yeah, that sort of atmosphere is, is, is what you want to see down at, at Hendon at UCFB home games. Yeah, I think Silver Jubilee's on match. You know, when, when other teams go there, they don't expect like a crowd to show up and, you know, have chance throughout the whole game. It's not like at other universities, when we go to away days, there's usually like one or two people watching, but at Silver Jubilee, Jubilee Park, there's a whole crowd. It, it makes a massive difference, doesn't it? Because a lot of the teams that you go to, there won't be any crowds there. So then when you do come across one, I mean, that's not maybe as opposition players, you're thinking, oh, we've got a long 90 minutes on our hands here. Yeah, well, it's funny you should say that because when we went to Hertfordshire uh, last week, they there was quite a few people there, to be honest. You you wouldn't have known it from how quiet they were, but there was <laughs> there was there was quite a few people there. I think we probably made we we as we as media boys probably made more noise than their fans collectively. But um, you know, it's it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think. Having those fans there, having that noise, having that atmosphere, it does it does spur people on. Um, so, um, yeah, there's always going to be that, but uh, a few beacons of shining light. Were there any sort of standout players for the men's first in that defeat? Um, I think it's hard because I think a lot of the sort of pairings or the trios that you would see working together were sort of gelling in that mm-hmm. first game, and by the end of it, you could see little connections being made, especially with the three up front. Um, unfortunately, uh, Joe Waite had to come off at half time. Uh, he, he caught a knock, um, but by the end of that first half, they were starting to sort of come together and link up. Um, and then uh, Richard Mills, who came on, was was very very good down that left hand side, and and Callum Norman came into the middle. Um, so it shows that they've got a bit of versatility in that in that front three. Um, so that there was there was definitely promising signs. There was a lot of you could you could see what where it's going but um i think it was just a bad day at the office for the first team and 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 like the manager said when i spoke to him after the game it's going to take time it's 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 not like a couple of years ago where they were all friends they a lot some of them have played together before but a lot of them haven't so they they're just, they're just going to have to take a bit of time to gel um but i am confident that there's enough talent in the squad for them to get there um it's just it's just going to take maybe a couple of games yeah. but hopefully they can kick start their season uh this wednesday yeah i mean at the start of the year that's always going to be a factor isn't it with new first years coming into the squad um for the women's team megan alloway at center back was absolutely fantastic throughout the 90 minutes she made a real impression um she got man of the match or player of the match i should say um but again there were other standout performers i mean evie gain we know how good how good she is she was 
powering down the left-hand side all game. Pretty much any good thing that came from attack was through Evie. Um, so I think she's going to be a really important player for us this season. In um, episode one, you did mention Charlie Cowper as yeah. centre-forward. How did she do? Uh, she didn't have a bad game, but I don't think that the service was there. They had they played a 3-5-2, so they had two up top. Um, and as I was saying, Evie was sort of making everything happen. So once she got to the byline, it was only really Charlie to aim at. I think maybe if it was a 3-4-3 and there was maybe one more person at the back stick to aim at as well, we probably would have had more fortunes. But I think um, Charlie looked a bit isolated. Um, she had a couple of chances, a couple of half chances, but unfortunately couldn't uh, couldn't find anything from them. We also spoke about maybe adding a second striker to that lineup to go alongside Charlie. Do you think that would be something to look for going into the future? Because I know we spoke about it a bit last week, but having seen them in action this week, do you think... Yeah, so I, I, th- I think the plan was for Evie to sort of play up up front along ne- alongside her. Um, but I think naturally Evie wants to pull left and like get a bit more space out wide so that she can make things happen from there. I really think that's where she's best. So yeah, I think if we could get one more person into that um into that uh, forward line it would it would um it would be a good thing maybe some more opportunities a lot more shots on target um but it always seemed like it was either Evie trying to find Charlie for that final ball or vice versa and it when there's only just one person to look for it was it was quite easy for the Chichester defence to um to suss out what was happening and they did really well I've got to give it to them that back line at Chichester was really good yeah so it sounds like a similar thing with the the Hertfordshire game. Not so much UCFB being bad, but the other the other team being very good. Hertfordshire had a, a little number seven in midfield and he, he ran the entire game, finding little pockets of space, spraying it left and right. We couldn't get near him. Um, and it didn't help that Callum Foster came off injured. And obviously, as we know, he's, he's the engine in that midfield. Terminator just doesn't stop running. But... Um, Again, he picked up a knock. So, so injuries also didn't favour UCFB on on last Wednesday. Um, but that sometimes that's just it. You're just not getting the rub of the green, and it's 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 not um it's not going your way. But obviously, for our other two UCFB teams, it it just was. Yeah. It seemed like everything you guys touched turned to goals. That did seem like it was the case. To be, well, especially um, and I keep talking about him, but Warden down down that left was awesome. I do think. When I think we mentioned it a little bit last week, when you look at UCFB's fitness compared to the teams that they're playing, well, it, for me anyway, watching the game on Wednesday, it was just different class. I think because maybe because we've got a lot of students that do quite athletic courses here, but the 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 other team just looked absolutely knackered about the sixty minute mark, and that's when the goals just started flying in for us. So I think as soon as soon as that fitness goes, we we just keep up our intensity and just play them off the park basically. Hopefully that continues every week. Yeah, being a football university, uh, there's a lot of the players who previously played in Sunday leagues and stuff like that. So, some of their some sometimes their fitness is um better than the other teams. You know, like there's there's a student culture and everything. But being you know UCFB being a football uni, there's yeah their players are expected to be a little more fit. In part two, Molly is joined by the very first guest on the UCFB football podcast. Here with me today, I've got the first guest of the UCFB football podcast Sif, Gabe and Clear or otherwise known as The Mob welcome boys one and only yes no yes no yes no no I feel it's nice to see you boys again um, yeah good to see you too Miles. 
Always a pleasure, never are in order as, as next week you are all graduating. So well done on that. What have you guys been doing since you've left UCFB? Living life. Yeah, just yeah, living not, life. Yeah, nothing as good as following <laughs> the boys around the country anyway. Yeah, yeah I wish I was wish I was still at Grandfelder, I can't lie. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how much you saw of the uh, the games of the first game week, but they're the, there was a lot of fans at um, Hendon watching the seconds and the thirds as they both cruised to um, 8-1 and 11-1 victories, respectively. How important do you think fans turning up to uni games is in terms of spurring the teams on, obviously as fans that went home and away with the firsts? You see, the, the thing is, yeah, is a lot of the players that were playing for the first team when we were there were our friends as well. Yeah. So that made a huge difference because, like, we knew how to, like, get them going and sort of, you know, just make them play better. Like, Blakey or Steve or whatever. Obviously, they're yeah. unreal players anyway, but... The boys with Greg as well and that's the gaffer, so, like... Yeah, exactly. So follow them. But, yeah, no, yeah, so that's right. You, we just knew how to make all of them play better because they were literally our boys. And obviously, they're, <laughs> they're trying to impress us as well. Because At the same time, you're kind of getting in the heads of the opposition as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, were right, yeah. That, that was a key factor. That was, that was what it was all about. We, yeah, it's, it's not so much you were there supporting the boys. It was more there. We rendered in the other team. And then... Remember some of the boots? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you start and keep a minute later, so he hushed us fairly quick. <laughs> and then he makes it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, one thing you boys have... have become renowned for at UCFB was all the chants for the specific players who was in charge of making up those chants and how, how, how did you guys come up with them Gabe made most of the chants yeah listen, I was good at the chants I can't lie he um, was good at the chants no, I had them on my phone but I don't know where they are anymore so <laughs> I, I came up with them so I've had the voice and clear <laughs> I was a note taker <laughs> no, I can't really remember but we all kind of did like yeah with, yeah yeah I mean, we just copied like your typical football songs, really, and then fitted them in with the right players. Some of them were unreal. Some of them were yeah, unreal. Some incredible, were yeah. Very good. And we had them like for Greg, for Ali. <laughs> literally everyone, we had a song. It was just an unreal year of football, wasn't it? Yeah, that everything, team was Everything yeah, was everything. just unreal. It was a great team to be a part of. There wasn't a game where nothing happened. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Like every we game like, has some every game has something iconic. <laughs> yeah, true. Except we felt like we were part of the team without actually being in the team, kind of thing. We were the team. <laughs> yeah, true. No, it yeah. wouldn't have been the same if we weren't now. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like I when agree. we when we watched it in our second year, we didn't really know any of them. We weren't really friends with them. Yeah, so true. Honestly, we didn't even really care that much. Yeah, but if we lost, we got depressed. The teams were mixed, like. Our last year, it was literally all of our boys in that first team. So yeah, yeah, we yeah, had a, we had a four we had a fourteen man group chat, and thirteen of us was on that bus on a Wednesday. <laughs> it was just it was just lit. It was just lit. Like the the bus back from Hertfordshire away. How good was that? Essex, and Essex. From that whole game was unreal though. So they, honestly, I've like the thing is, yeah, I've I've not felt like that. <laughs> Well, it was a Saints game for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Well, it was mad. Away days, like proper away It was actually days. mad. <laughs> yeah. And I think mad. as well, there were definitely points in the season where you could tell that 
like you're singing and chanting and stuff like that and just the, having the support there was actually effect, like affecting games like it was like either making the other team play worse or or making mistakes and stuff like that or even spurring the boys on and you, you yourselves even started to drum up a bit of a following and people were coming to games just to see what you lot were getting up to <laughs> and then it gets to the point where we go, we go to Middlesex away in the cup semi-final and there's like 48, 40 people stood on the sidelines all getting involved in the chance that you guys have made up. That must feel like that's a bit mad, like standing there looking across. Was like, we were most loved but most hated at the same time. It was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it was good times. It was, it was good times. It was good times. But yeah, those the biggest game that I think we forget is Queen is Queens when Callum Foster got like, the last minute winner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that? That was all from the singing. And that matey boy then lost the head and started trying to drum and such. Remember? What? The one who, Oh, wait, which one was that? Hair kid. Yeah, yeah. Mate, so many of the opposition players used to lose their heads so yeah, bad. The keepers <laughs> as well. Oh, my God. They'd lose their heads so bad. Yeah. So, obviously, you've now left uni, but we see, we saw Ali now. He turned up uh, on, on Wednesday, match day one. Will we be seeing you guys at any games this year? Right. Maybe, maybe. Look, we still have Toby, Giorgio, and Calibus. Yeah, Fozzie, bro. But the boys, there's still some of the boys. Yeah, like, we got Fozzie, we got Fozzie. Yeah, always. always. Fozzie's playing, we're there. <laughs> yeah, and more player of the year is now captain as well. Seeing all these new names on Twitter now, it's like, oh, it's all changing, isn't it? Yeah, there's been a lot well, of, wait, a lot wait, of turnaround we did say, in the squad. We did say, Marvie, yeah, like, obviously, if you get to a final... We're gonna be there. Yeah, because we still need a cup win. Yeah, true. Yeah, but yeah, now, hey, we we might come through. Yeah, talking. We're talking about how good away days were when uh, those games that we won. But what what was that that bus home from Portsmouth like? That was wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah, wasn't well, too bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just had to be drowning their souls. Um, yeah, no, it was different. Day. It was different. Obviously, we were annoyed with the result. More, more so because of a final being played at the home ground of the team. I, that was the, that was a bit I didn't really get about it. And However, it, was the, it was a bad ground as well to watch. Yeah, like, no, it was They said we weren't allowed to drink there as well, and it's like, come on, it's a final, like just yeah, it's the mob as well. We're getting you some press here. I'll tell you yeah. what, if there, were, if there was an all or nothing on that year of football, <laughs> it would bang. It would bang. Yeah, no, it would. <laughs> It'd be the best one. That's what Amazon need to need to get a camera crew and start following you lot around, following the first team. I'm telling you now, there will never be a year like it ever again. Nah, the whole team was unreal when you actually look yeah. at it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so, we knew it was going to be mad from that very first day. Yeah, with, um, with, yeah, tone, with, with that goal. Toby's is a right. half volley, wasn't it? With his weaker le- weaker left foot into the top Weak corner. Top bins. There was like drama on and off the pitch. Yeah, big big up, Ali, Alan Radley Martin. Yeah, big up Al. He was there. Uh, I don't know. It just set the tone, I think, for an unreal year. Like we knew it was going to be a good year. It was never boring once, was it? Nah, Wednesdays were the best days, and that's what we yeah. did. Uh, so, um, just to conclude, I'm going to ask for things from all three of you. Sorry. So yeah, yeah. I want your favourite ever UCFB player. I want your favourite ever UCFB game. And then yeah. I want your favourite ever UCFB goal. Oh. 
Okay. Sif, do you want to okay. go first? Favourite player would be... I've got to give it to Blake. I can't lie. Ah, you bastard, yeah. <laughs> I can't lie. I've got to give it to Blake. Um, favourite game would have to be half a year away. It has to be. And favourite goal... I'm not actually sure, you know. Steve-O's scored a few bangers. Steve-O was the king of bangers. He scored for fun, but to put a name on one, I'm not really too sure. Maybe to- that Toby goal. Yeah. 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 On to you, Cliff. My favourite player, well, it is Sam Blake, SB10, king of the game. That's my son. But I'll go, I'll go for a second pick where I'll go. He's criminally underrated. Big fat Ben Kirkpatrick, he was elite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> game, yeah, probably Hartshire. We'll, we'll struggle to beat that. And yeah. then the best goal was, I think it was Steve O scored against Essex in the cup in the extra time. There was no one and he, and he scored. Yeah, and I that remember was, that one. That was a good goal. That was bizarre. That was bizarre. And finally, Gabe. Um, yeah, so obviously my favourite UCFB player is Charles. If you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I'll say on that one. Uh, my favourite favorite game, again, it'd probably have to be Hertfordshire just because, I don't know, it was unreal. And I, what was it, a team in the league above went to Pens, had everything. So yeah, that had game. everything. Everything. Um, favourite goal uh, is probably Steve-O's. Was it like when he like lobbed a keeper from like, was it like a volley or something? Or like, I can't remember. When he, he probably scored a hat trick as well. I can't remember. But another goal I liked is when KP scored. Because that was big selling. <laughs> yeah, that header. That header. Yeah, the header. And was that 1-0? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes. So like, that's a big smallest goal. Smallest guy in, in the box and he rose. <laughs> yeah, and the smallest guy, he rose. So I'd also say that's up there. But yeah, I mean, Steve has too many that I can't really remember. them. But... Shout out to Shell though, by the way. Yeah, big plate only. Shout out, Shell. <laughs> that's your favourite player, really. That's my boy. That's my boy. That's my... Yeah, Charles and Shell. Like, if you know, you know. Charles I don't know who the fuck is that guy. <laughs> I don't know who Shell is. No. Are oh, you missing out, bro? He used to yeah, put him. Work, he used to put him work on the training ground. He'd get there like an hour early and pop shots before training. Oh, you're annoying me. You're annoying me now. <laughs> but that whole year, yeah, it was unreal. That's all I say. And shout out Fish and Grill. It's it's funny that you all mentioned the Hertfordshire game because if you actually listen to the intro of the UCFB football podcast, we did the cheering is the four of us stood on the sideline after Blakey put that that penalty in. It's us going mental and and running over. I remember thinking at the start of that game, like it's going to be a long game here. But then uh, I think the weirdest part about that game was when all the cheerleaders came out at half time. Yeah, that, oh, that was the best part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Yeah, shout out Char. Rats, shout out Charlie Dan. Shout out Cleve, all of the man. Shout out JL. And shout out Luke Smith. You already Big know. Big Ryan Haylett. Don't forget Big Ryan Haylett. Hey, everyone in it. Jake Man, George, Fozzie. Everyone, George, yeah. Fozzie. On Thompson. All the boys. All right, so, no. first team, basically. What life? 
I'm Brad. Shout out, Brad. Oh, yeah. Shout out, Brad. (laughs) You boys have been brilliant. Obviously, last season and then today. The first guests on the UCFB football podcast. There was only one group of people that it could have been. We've we've actually had a lot of interest of people wanting to come on, but I had to put my foot down and say, no, we've (laughs) we've got our first guest lined up. Um, Oh, yeah. The Don Daddy. To come and talk to us. Um, yeah, appreciate it, Marley. Appreciate enjoy it, your Marley. graduation next week, boys. Shout Thank out Jay Welsh. Shout out Jay Welsh. Yeah, shout out Jay Welsh. Shout out the <laughs> Marley. Thanks again uh, to the mob for coming on and being the first guests on the UCFB podcast. Um, you were, you guys were brilliant, weren't they, lads? Yeah, yeah. really good. Hashtag big up Jay Welsh. Yeah. And um, yeah, congratulations to anyone else graduating this week. And um... hello and welcome back to part three. Um, one of the big new arrivals for all of our teams this week is the new red and blue kits, which has sparked quite a lot of debate around the uni. So I thought we'd just have a chat about that now. What are your last thoughts on it? I don't like it. I mean... I've got to say, I don't like it. The I feel like the the two colours are so contrasting that they don't work. It... And I was a massive fan of the all-black kit. So that's why I, I think it's, it's half I don't like it and half I really liked the old kit. I think it's a bit like when Chelsea brought out that blue and red kit last season. Like it, I, I just really hate the combination of colours, to be honest. But um, the the black kit that, that we wore last season and before was just, it was a really like clean, sharp looking kit. Um, but I did get to see the women play in the away kit. Uh, I'm not sure if the all of the teams have that this season but um the away kit's so. a very nice white shirt with a black short so it's back to that clean crisp sort of um sort of a colorway but the 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 red and blue I've spoken to a number of the players and none of them seem happy about having to put that on for home games see I always thought the black kit was a little bit boring I think it could have been spruced up with maybe like a colorful sponsor or something on the sleeves maybe or it just yeah it did it just looked a bit like it was 11 referees running around the pitch which is the exact reason why they've changed it but I don't know if I can get behind the red and blue either to be honest I think we need a complete start from scratch maybe the white kit the girls wear get everyone one of them because they look quite nice it'd be nice to have white uh, at least as an away kit as, a, as since we can't have the black anymore I think one of the reasons that they may have chosen red and blue is because of the Etihad and Wembley campuses where uh, you know Etihad's blue Wembley's red well, what, about, what about the Burnley campus? <laughs> what about Turf Moor? <laughs> Can't believe in them out. They're, they're a massive part of the uni. I just, I just, I do kind of get what you're saying, but then surely they would have gone for sky blue. And also, like, I just don't see the rational. Like, it's such a drastic change, like, from all black to, like, blue and, like, it's not even similar. Like, there's no, like,. Like rationale behind, like there's there's not even the link between the. If you saw the two kits next to each other, you wouldn't say the same team was wearing them. It's not like they've slightly changed it. Mm. They've completely changed it. Like the 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 white away kit would have made more sense for me as a selection. I think so too. And I know we've got to be kind of partial here towards UCFB, but I think they've had a stinker. Yeah, yeah. It looks like one of them five pound kits you get off Amazon. Like the the white and black kits, both of them just look really classy. <laughs> What you'd expect from league champions, not not red and blue. It's like someone spilt some ketchup down a blue kit. It's not. <laughs> oh, yeah, it just it just looks like like even with Palace, where they've got a bit of a maroon with a royal blue. It that, that even they the, the the colours don't contrast as as 
They're not as much of a contrast, but the royal red and the royal blue, they're just like... It almost hurts your eyes. It's offensive. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not good. Offensive. You know I think we were trying to be really nice going into this, but let's let's be honest. It's one of the worst uni kits that I've seen, and yeah. I've seen some stinkers in yeah, my time. The two colours like, do not look well together Like from when you look at the kit. And yeah. they, I think the Yusefi logo is so simple and clean, and the kit should match that. Well, I spoke to the mob, obviously, this week. We've just heard their interview, and here's what they had to say on the new kit. One yeah. of the debates we are having on the, on the podcast next week is blue and red or black? What do we think of the new kit? Yeah, there we are. <laughs> that black is a question. Only. Yeah, black That is a disgrace. That is a disgrace. <laughs> blue and red. What do you mean? It really hurts my heart. Yeah, yeah that black, kit is black so black awful. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so the mob are, are, are men of few words, but I don't think they. Uh, it's 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 hard to sort of gauge where they are with the the new kit. I think they they join the majority of us in um, in not really liking it. I think on on some of the polls that were going around social media, there wasn't a lot of support for it at all. I think most people were sort of either didn't hate it or they did hate it. There's not anyone that I know personally that that expressed a liking for it. Yeah, I think that's the general consensus. You can have a lovely, beautiful, colourful kit in this day and age, but I think the way that they went with it just wasn't... Well, it just didn't hit how they probably wanted it to. I don't think... I'm not against bright colours on a kit. I think it's just the colours they've matched. The colours don't go together. Like If it, if it was two colours that went together, then yeah, fair enough. But Like, if it was bright blue with, say, white, that would be... Yeah. I, I would oh, be partial that would, yeah. to that. Or even fine. if it was red, the red shorts with a white top and white socks i also wouldn't mind that but i think it's just the fact that you've got two such bright bold colors contrasting with each other it just does it it just doesn't work for me it just really it really doesn't work we can be thankful for the fact that we haven't had to wear these all the time though because for the last few seasons that he had have had to have had to wear these for their football fixtures yeah um so at least we got the nice black kit for for, a for, while. for some period of time for a while. before changing to this but they 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 do remind me of, uh, well this I say they do remind me they do, they don't really they're like a more a, a worse version of the the kit that we had to wear in the semi final a couple of years ago because obviously Middlesex wear uh, black and red stripes. Um, so when we got there, we had to wear a white shirt with blue sleeves, which even then when that got put in the was hung up in the changing rooms, it was a bit like well no we wear black. It was sort of part of. So the sleekness, almost the identity of the team, but um, it obviously didn't stop us winning, didn't stop us getting getting through to the next round. But it let's was, it was, it, it just didn't feel right. Let's let's give it a rating out of ten, Dylan. What what are you saying? I'm giving it a, a three. Colour, give it two. I'll, I'll give it a generous four. It's a generous four. A generous four. Really? I. No, I don't like it at all. I'm I'm one. What not zero. I really don't <laughs> like it. I don't. It's awful. I'm sorry. I'm uh, whoever whoever made the decision at UCFB, I'm really sorry to 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 go against you so strongly, but I, it's not for me. It's really not for me. I think that averages out to about 2 out of 10. So <laughs> yeah, it's a strong maybe, two. Maybe 2 and a half. It's a strong two. Just to play devil's advocate, what would everyone rate the previous black kit out of 10? Oh, it's a strong 9 for me. No, I loved it. 10. Oh, yeah. I'd, so give, I'd it give it a 10, 10 as well. 8. Um, what's that, an average 9.5 out of 10? Yeah, very, very strong average. Yeah, that's the black kit was the UCFB kit. 
Like, having yeah, to depart from that is, is a shame. That's the thing, the UCFB logo, like you said, Dylan, is black and white. Like, I think like it just encapsulates it. That's why the white and the black away kit isn't so bad. But to go from a 9 out of 10 to a 2 is like, well... But the thing is, as well, even on the on the kit, it's a red and blue kit with a black badge. It just doesn't. <laughs> it just none of it makes sense. I can't make sense of any of it, and that's do you know what, that's what the worst part about it is. Like, even I get that we can't wear black because the refs in the league are supposed to wear black, but they could have picked a different color, mm-hmm. a better color, or any a better color, color <laughs> a better colorway at least, not red and blue or royal red and royal blue. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I was glad that I was able to watch the women's team lose in a slightly nicer <laughs> white kit last year. Yeah. Must have been nasty watching the, the first lose in that I just abomination hope, of a kit. Yeah, I just hope we get a better kit. Like, we get the away kit that you guys had, so at least we have the option. We'll be wearing our away kit at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think that's a pretty unanimous debate, all in all. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. I don't think it's been much of a debate anywhere. No, Um I think we, we we tried to go a little easy on it at first, but I think the general consensus is no one's no one's a fan of this. Um, so yeah, that's that's really all I've got to say about it. I don't want to think about it anymore. Welcome back to part four. So going forward, Connor and I are actually going to be switching teams. So he's going to take over the thirds, and I'm going to take over the seconds. I feel it's best uh, for the content that we can produce. It's going to be better. Uh, so for the second team, Dwayne Grizzles, the manager now. And he was the striker when I was following the third team. So it'll be interesting to see the the change in dynamic now that he's a player manager. Whoa. So Sean, the women's team will be looking to redeem themselves. Who are they playing next? Uh, so we're home this week uh, against Essex Firsts, um, a team that we haven't played before. So it'll be interesting to see um, sort of how we match up against them, whether they've got any any good players um, is yet to be seen. Um, but you know, there's a there's a there's a few few players coming through into the squad for UCFB this this year. So um, hopefully we can bounce back with a win. Molly, uh, where are you guys this week? The UCFB first team returned to Silver Jubilee Park again for the first time this year. We're playing uh, UCL men's first team, who we beat last year or two years ago in the quarterfinals of the cup. Um, obviously, we also beat Hertfordshire, who we played last week in the cup in that cup run a couple of years ago. So it's that's not to say that we w- it's going to be an easy game or a game that we should win. Um, but it will be good to get UCFB back in back in front of their home fans, back in back in Silver Jubilee Park where they belong, as it's been so long since we've uh, since we've played there. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. Connor, you was at home last week, but where where are you this week? Uh, we are away, our first away day at Greenwich Men's Thirds this week. Um, we have not played them previously, so it's going to be an interesting one. But based on our performance last week, I'm hoping maybe another big score, to be honest, because they played some really, really good football from what I saw. Played the other team off the park, a bit like the seconds, just couldn't match us in midfield or for stamina. So hopefully the same story this week and we can uh, push on in the league and send out another big statement. So just for those UCFB students that want to come to the home games, what time is your kickoff, Sean? Uh, so the Women's Academy will be uh, kicking off at one. And it's our first game at Silver Jubilee Park. So if you can get down to support, um, it would be really good. As I said, we were at Rectory Park last season. Um, so any support would be very much welcomed. And the first team kick off straight after you guys at three o'clock. So make sure if you do come down to watch the women's, you stay there. 
again. And um, but yeah, hopefully we'll see you all there. The more the merrier, as always. Um, and let's hope we can get some more wins on the board than last week. Two out of four last week. We'll be going for all four this week, hopefully. Yeah, for last would be nice. Good, some good content for next week. Talking about some big wins, hopefully. Yeah, I want to talk about goal scorers, not um, not nearly chances and that that sort of. Thing. At least you had a goal scorer. Oh, our Just goal was an own goal. <laughs> so, yeah. I think the first and the women's team returning back to Silver Jubilee Park is going to be a big factor. Yeah, yeah. hopefully it can. Hopefully it can. Um, it can give us a little bit of a boost. I think playing away from home on the first day of the season is always going to be difficult. Um, but again, getting that first win on the board is is going to be really important for the season ahead. And I think as well, having lost the first game, all the players are walking onto that pitch not only with something to prove because it's the first home game of the season, but something to prove because they lost the last game. They they all need to bounce back and 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 sort of fight for their place in the squad because the manager will, will will inevitably make changes. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, you don't have a fixture this week, do you? Yeah, no, so the seconds do not have a game this week. Uh, they return um, on the 27th of October in uh, the Conference Trophy game against Westminster. You know, hopefully it's the start of, uh, start of the Cup journey. Hopefully UCFB can win one this year. Yeah, that is the seems to be the big aim for UCFB teams at the minute. The Cup's the big one, really, isn't it? The league is obviously... Still a big win, but the cup's the one that the fans and the players seem to really want to win because we have never won one before, so it would really be history for our uni. I think it also having a good cup run it it almost makes your season feel longer. If you if you, you know what I mean if you go out in the early stages of the cup, you only play a few extra games in your designated league games. Whereas if you have a nice long run in the cup, you get to play those those three or four more games than than what you're usually playing. So players are literally playing for their right to play more football. As a put, and then obviously if you get a trophy at the end of it, that's 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 a nice bonus. Yeah, I don't think there is anything better than a cup final day, really, is there? That winning the league's sweet, but that's cup final day is the best feeling you can get in football, really. I think. Yeah. Especially, especially if you win. Yeah. Well, the ma- the magic of the cup, isn't it? It's the magic of the cup, and when Connor and Dylan, you were down in Portsmouth with me a couple of years ago when the uh, the first team made it and the the mood on the bus on the way down there and when we first got there and when the game first started was unbelievable it's just cup final day cup, not even just cup final day i think cup cup days in general just have a bit of a different feel about them yeah. there's a bit more of an atmosphere in the air i think cuz there's so much on the line if you don't win you're out it's there's a bit of a bounce about it's, it isn't yeah. there it's not like the league where you can go again the next week you you've got you've got to perform thanks for listening to the UCFB football podcast be sure to join us again next week as we review the fixtures of Match Day 2. We'll also be bringing you an exciting new series called UCFB Away Days. Make sure you follow us on all of our socials and thanks for listening.